0: All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in this broadcast and you are wondering who I am and why you should be listening to me, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show, and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself Get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have the, um, articles of incorporation for your business, uh, getting EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure that you have contract templates for clients and partners, uh, brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas and hiring and training strategies so that, uh, you don't get sued for discrimination. These are just some of the things that I can help you with and more, um, I am a licensed attorney, I've been one for 15 years in counting, I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline, I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support, and most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to be be successful. There are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. So that is why I am here. All right. So uh, if you're in the startup phase of your business and you need you need a roadmap, or you've been in business for a little bit, but you're like, you know, I need to get legit now. Um, Or if you've been been in business for a while and you need to get legit, um, I'm the one you want to call. Why do you need to legitimize your business? Because that will allow you to do things like build business credit, get business loans, um, get federal contracts, get your products into big box stores. It will allow you to be eligible for grants um, and money from programs. And it will also allow you to collaborate with large brands. So you always want to make sure that, you know, all your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. And that is what I do. So connect with me if you need help with that. Uh, The way that you're going to do that is you're going to go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. I'm going to put that in the link on um, Clubhouse linktree forward slash npl consulting firm linktree forward slash npl consulting firm there you can connect with me in a number of ways um you can uh you can uh... Um, book a free 15-minute consultation if you are a first-time client at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. You just find the book your one-on-one session button. Uh, you can also download the free Biz Launch cheat sheet. This is a 16-page uh, PDF guide that I have created for new entrepreneurs so that they can um, so that they have a checklist and, and like a little roadmap to give them an idea of wh- what are the beginning steps they need to make their business legitimate um also at linktree forward slash npl consulting firm you can access many of my digital products my ebooks and my uh video trainings and uh if you go to if you click on the link for any of my digital products for cyber monday and you enter the code bgd for black girls do you can get 20 percent off of any of my digital products okay um so all that is available at LinktreeForward forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, including the links to subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, and the podcast. You're not always going to be able to make the live broadcast, but you can always catch the replays on YouTube and the podcast. And last but not least, linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can get your show merch. We have um, awesome cute little mugs and t-shirts that you know um let people know how you got to be such a smarty pants so all that's available at linktree forward slash npl consulting firm that is the only link on my bio on instagram all over my page on facebook it's in the um it's pinned to the top on clubhouse so you know go peruse over there all right But now that I have gone through the business housekeeping, let's go to the show housekeeping. For anybody who might be new here, here is how the show works. I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites podcasts, um, anywhere that I find inspiration. And, um, I pull the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we talk about them. Okay. So this is a time for you to get involved. This is a time for you to ask questions and give comments as long as they're respectful. Um, also, um, yeah, um, give your comments. This is, It's a collaborative environment. It's a lot more fun when we participate. So don't be shy. This is a place for for you to learn. And in my opinion, there are no dumb questions. Okay. So don't feel shy about asking anything. If you're on Clubhouse, raise your hand. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, y'all know the deal. Just put your questions in the box. Okay. Um what else do uh, did I have anything else for you guys before we start No I think we've gone through all of the intro stuff so we can um get started right away. All right. Um, so I want to let you guys know that next week, before we even start our stories next week, I'm going to have uh, a guest on here. When I did my very first show on here, someone was asking about business insurance and that's something that I'm going to be covering for the coming month. So I'm going to have my own personal insurance broker on here who is going to explain business insurance, what you need, how it works. So if you, um, Um, you know, if you own any type of business, you, you at least want to get some, at least general liability insurance. And we're going to have someone on here who's going to uh, talk about all of that with us. Okay. So just uh, keep that in mind. All right. So let's move on to our stories. Okay. Um, all, if you have ever had an Impossible Burger or in, anything from the Impossible Foods Company, please give me... Um, if you're, if you're watching, give me some type of plant emoji. And if you are listening on Clubhouse, just raise your hand real quick. I'm not going to bring you up on stage. Um, but I just want to see who has had an impossible anything. Um, I had, thank you for raising your hand. I had an impossible burger one time, um, from like Burger King, I believe. Uh, but, but, um... It was all right. I, fe- I felt like, I feel like the Impossible Burger, it tastes like the ghost of a real burger. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I just don't think that it tastes like real food. Um, thank you for the hands up on Clubhouse. Um, if you want to come up on stage and let me know your Impossible uh, Food experience, keep your hand up and I'll bring you on stage so you can let me know what you think about it. If not, please, um, put your hands down. So I, so I know that I'm not like missing any questions. All right. Hey everybody. All right. Thank you for coming in. Simiaka OJ777. All right. I think we have someone here on clubhouse who wants to talk about their impossible food. Uh, Oh, Simiaka. Okay. Let me bring you up on here. um, how do I do this? Okay. Yes, I think we've got you here now, or maybe I'm mistaken. Okay. I think Simiaka went to go join us over on Instagram. That's all right. But Impossible Foods, they basically, they make plant-based foods. Hello, DMV computer man, right? So they make plant-based burgers, chicken, anything you, you know, people who are, who are not interested in eating animal products, they have an alternative for you, right? And they have made a name for themselves in the plant-based food industry. They've had collaborations with Burger King and other large brands to, you know, bring bring the plant-based food movement for, forward, right? Um, well, Impossible Foods, they are, uh, on the defensive right now. They have a little tiff with a company called Impossible X. Impossible X, they are a fitness and nutrition brand, okay? They make, um, Impossible, uh, they, they have trademarks for Impossible HQ, Impossible Gear, and Impossible Nutrition. Now... Impossible Foods they make plant-based meat alternatives, right? And then you have Impossible X that has um that that focuses on nutrition as well as um uh what is it, exercise gear. So Impossible Foods is actually suing Impossible X and trying to get their trademarks canceled. They are afraid that the general public might mistake Impossible Foods, or uh, excuse me, Impossible X Brands for Impossible Foods. Now, um, we know that Impossible Foods, they make plant-based food alternatives, so plant-based burgers and things like that, but when we're talking about Impossible X, we're talking about, you know, protein bars and supplements and things like that. So I want to know from you guys, do you think that Impossible Foods has a genuine fear of their brands being mistaken? Or are they using their power in the marketplace to bully the Impossible X brand? Because that is what Impossible X is claiming. They're saying that because Impossible Foods has such deep pockets and they've got all this clout, that they are trying to bully Impossible X into into dropping their trademarks. So what do you guys think? Is there a possibility of confusion between Impossible Foods and their plant-based food alternatives and Impossible X Nutrition that makes protein bars and supplements? You can write, you know, let me know what you think in the comments um, if you are on Clubhouse and you want to let me know what you think, raise your hand and I will bring you on here. Is there a possibility of confusion between Impossible Foods and Impossible X Nutrition with their supplements and, and protein bars and things like that? For me, uh, I think that there there could be, some type of mix-up. Again, you know, while nutrition doesn't necessarily mean, you know, regular food like we'll go order at a restaurant, it's still within the food range. So there could be some, someone might be in, you know, I don't know, a GNC and see impossible nutrition and think that impossible foods may be branching out. But that is my opinion. Does anybody else think that there are, um... That there is a possibility of confusion. Or if you don't, let me know. I would love to hear your opinions. And if you're on Clubhouse, raise your hand. Let me know do you think that there is a possibility of confusion between impossible foods and impossible X? I think that there is a, that there is there is a slight possibility, you know, maybe Impossible Foods wants to branch out into protein bars or nutrition bars. Maybe they're going to want to create their own plant based supplements. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, we will have to wait and see what the uh, what the judge says about that. Um, but let me see if I can get a little poll here going. If you think that Impossible Foods is going to win, give me a thumbs up if you're watching and just raise your hand if you're listening. Raise your hand real quick and then bring it down just so I can get an idea. If you are watching and you think Impossible Foods will win, give me a thumbs up. If you're listening, just raise your hand real quick. If you think Impossible Foods is going to lose and Impossible X is going to be able to continue with their Impossible Nutrition brand, give me a thumbs down. And if you're listening on Clubhouse, you can raise your hand now if you think Impossible Foods will lose. Um... I don't know. I think it's kind of a toss-up. I also think that they could maybe have a carve-out provision where they maintain their own lanes. Where you know maybe Impossible Nutrition makes sure that they don't go into plant-based meat alternatives. OJ777 gave me a thumbs up, so he thinks that um, Impossible Foods is going to win. I think that there could be a happy medium here. I think that they could um, come to an agreement where they stick to specific products and they make sure that they don't overlap because that's That is always an option as well, but we will have to, uh, you know, keep an eye on that. And if you're a person who purchases, you know, impossible foods regularly, or you know, someone who does, you know, do like do. what do you think about that? Hello, loud, proud, one, two, three, four. Like would, if you're in the store and you're specifically looking for impossible foods and you see impossible nutrition, would you think that they were related? All right. Okay. Um, the next story that we are talking about, this is a quick one. Okay. We talk about this a lot on here because everybody has a camera in their hands now, right? With, um, with their phones. Uh, paparazzi, or the paparazzi, I should say, they are not making as much money as they used to, right? Because anybody with a camera phone that can snap it, you know, you can sell your photo to TMZ or whoever wants to purchase it. So a lot of photographers have found alternative ways to, uh, generate income from their, uh, photography, right? Now, most photographers, especially if you're a paparazzi, they get their photos copyrighted. Um, A copyright is basically a legal, it's a legal certificate saying that you own a piece of art, that you created it, right? So if you take a photo, write a book, write a song, choreograph a dance, and a host of other stuff, um, you can get a copyright for that. A lot of paparazzi, um, a lot of photographers will copyright their work. And what they are doing now to generate more income is that if a celebrity happens to post that photo on their, uh, social media, they will sue that celebrity for copyright infringement, right? Now think about this, um, you think about this a, a somebody you know or somebody you don't know takes a picture of you when you're out in the street and then you come across the picture just on social media and you're like ooh that's super cute i like that and then you post it on your social media and then the person who took the picture sues you for copyright infringement that is what is ha- is happening a, um a lot uh on in, in the legal field now, especially with photographers, because they're not making as much money on their photos. A lot of times when they file these lawsuits, they can get the celebrities to settle for ten to $20,000, which isn't bad, right? Um, so uh, the latest victim, to, or whether you want to call them a victim or not, the latest celebrity to uh, fall prey to this strategy is Khloe Kardashian um, we haven't talked about the Kardashians in a long time on this show. Uh, but, uh, if you didn't know, Khloe Kardashian has a line of clothing called Good American. Uh, and the other day or not too long ago, she posted a pic, a picture of the model Bella Hadid who was wearing, uh, Good American branded clothing. Right, now, the picture that she posted of Bella Hadid was uh, was owned by a company called Allo Photography, uh, and they are now suing Chloe Kardashian and her good American brand for copyright infringement because they did not get the photography company's um, permission to uh, to post the picture right this is why um it's very important you know i know that we all like to post pictures of you know celebrities that we like um and things like that but if you are specifically posting pictures to help um boost sales or you know in a way that is to make money you can be charged with copyright infringement right people celebrities they have a right to their faces and photographers have a right to their work. If you're just posting it because you're like, Ooh, this is pretty. There's not a big deal. But what a lot of these photographers are saying is that celebrities, when they post pictures, their entire social media is a marketing tool, right? So by posting their pictures, they are helping to generate income for themselves. And these photographers are suing these celebrities for copyright infringement now, um, my people on clubhouse, I know you guys are a little new, but what do you think about this uh, about these copyright infringement suits by the paparazzi? Do you think that they have um, do you think that they should be so up in arms about this, or is this just a money grab? All right I have somebody who raised their hand let 's bring them on um monetize with me hi monetize with hi. me come on up you got me um okay. i raised my hand because you mentioned the photographers um suing celebrities and yes. I was in a room, I think, last week, and a photographer was saying they do large celebrities. And from the camera roll, if they pick four pictures, they pay for the four, and that's it. So if it's a headshot, they have to use it for the headshot. They don't. So they're buying the picture, but they don't own the copyright to the picture. And the mm-hmm. celebrities have to pay for the copyright. Um, therefore, the photographer can use the pictures anywhere until the celebrity pays, I guess, the copyright fee. Right. You're, you're, you're totally right. When you are shooting with a photographer more often than not, more often than not, um, you have to sign a release that says that the photographer owns the, um, the photo. The, what, where, where the fight comes in here is that celebrities are posting pictures that they see of themselves and they're like, Ooh, I think this is cute. Right. They're not necessarily selling anything. But then um, the photographers are saying, well, the fact that you have a social media presence at all is a money generating activity. Uh, so that is where there's a lot of uh, back and forth between, you know, the the subjects of the photos and the photographers. Um, so I want to know from you guys. What's, part- the legal, what's, what's the legal opinion? So are the photographers right? And, and would a judge rule for, uh, rule on the side of the photographers in this case? So, it depends. Some celebrities, because they do not want to have to deal with the lawsuits, they will just settle with the photographers because they don't want the trouble. But some photo- some celebrities have been pushing back and suing for partial copyright um, copyright uh, rights because they are the subject of the photos right so it's like if Nicki Minaj sees a picture of herself that a photographer took and she puts it on her Instagram she has been sued by those photographers not because you know and she wasn't necessarily selling anything but they're like you know your whole Instagram Nicki you know that's a money generating activity so there's been a lot of back and forth with with um celebrities over this some of them fight it some of them just settle uh we have a question here on Instagram um did did I answer your question uh becoming unfiltered? Yes, you did. Thank you. Okay, awesome. Thank you for participating. Let me put you back in the audience. All right. Nessie Time asks, but what if the celebrity says it's not to promote anything? It was just a random post. Again, um, what the, the argument that a lot of these photographers are using is that the mere fact that a celebrity has social media, that is a money generating activity, right? Because if you want a celebrity to, uh, post your thing on, you know, post, do a post promoting your product, you have to pay them. Um, they, they get money from their posts. So the photographers are saying, just you putting this picture up here is you using the picture in a money generating activity. Now, uh, as far as I know, we don't have anybody famous here. So that's not necessarily something that we have to go through. But when you're a celebrity and you make money with your face and other people are making money with your face, it becomes an issue. Um, so you just want to be careful out here when you are using photos to promote your products. Do your best um, to do the research and make sure that the images that you're using are you know, are not copyrighted, that they are, uh, you know what do they call that? Uh, oh yeah. They're in the general domain so that you can use them, that they, they are general stock pictures that you won't have to worry about being sued over. Okay. So just be very careful about the photos that you're using to promote your products. All right. Uh, before we move on to our next story, which is about Real Housewives of Atlanta, Uh, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach legal and business concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, If you are in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for some legal guidance, I am here to help. Uh, Connect with me. You can go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. It's pinned to the top of the page on Clubhouse. It's all on Instagram. It's the only link in my bio. It's all over Facebook and YouTube. Uh, first-time clients get a free 15-minute consultation, uh, and if you uh, want to invest in my digital products, my uh, my video trainings, and my ebooks, uh, I have a uh, if you use the code BGD, you can get 20% off of any of my digital products at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. All right, okay. Moving on. Um, if we have any Real Housewives of Atlanta fans, please. Um, if you're watching, give me a peach emoji. And if you are listening on Clubhouse, raise your hand real quick. If you are a Housewives of Atlanta fan, give me a peach emoji. And if you are, Toby, you know, I'm working guys. That's just my dog, Toby. And if you are listening on Clubhouse, raise your hand real quick. Okay. Now, uh, if, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know what Real Housewives of Atlanta is, it is uh, one of the uh, most popular uh, reality shows on the Bravo Network. Um, the Real Housewives of Atlanta introduced us to Nene Leakes um, and a host of other characters, including a woman by the name of Sheree Whitfield. Okay? Um, now, who can tell me Sheree Whitfield's famous Catchphrase. Who can tell me Sheree Whitfield's famous catchphrase? You can either write it in the box on um Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or if you want to raise your hand on Clubhouse and tell me what Sheree's famous phrase is. Um, you know, bring it on up. Okay. Uh I'll give y'all just a few seconds. Um, Clubhouse, okay. I got somebody on Clubhouse who wants to do it. A brave soul, come on up, efficient coach. Okay, wait, did I miss it here? Okay, I thought. Okay, okay, can you yes. hear me? Yes, I can. Can you tell us the the phrase? Um, who gonna check me, boo? Absolutely, who gonna check me, boo? Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, who gonna check me boo? Y'all remember um there was the scene where Sheree was dealing with a designer and they were just going at it and he was telling her that she needed to humble herself and she was like, Who gonna check me boo? Right. Um Sheree has been through a lot of ups and downs um on Real Housewives of Atlanta. As far as I know now, she is not a, a main cast member, she is a friend of the show right now. Um No, she was a friend of the show, but she was brought back this last season, right? And um, part of her storyline is uh, her boyfriend, who is a gentleman by the name of Tyrone Gillums, okay? Um, I remember when when they started dating, apparently he was incarcerated. uh, And, you know, she's stuck by her man and he's out and they're dating now. Um, but while it is known that Sheree is dating this gentleman, Tyrone Gillums, um, he's been he's been discussed on the show, but he has never appeared on camera. Um, you know, they don't even show his finger, they don't show his toe, nothing. Um, and Tyrone Gillams is trying to sue the Bravo Network um, for uh, for using his likeness and name without his permission. Right now. When you are involved with any type of show, uh, any type of production, you have to sign releases. And if you don't, they won't bring you, you know, they won't, if, if you somehow end up on camera, they'll just you know, blur out your face or they just won't put you on camera at all. But that does not necessarily mean that they can't mention you, you know, um, in a conversation. It's like, okay, Beyonce is a brand. You know, I, I love Beyonce. She has, you know, she has copyrights and trademarks everywhere, but I can talk about Beyonce in a general sense because Beyonce exists. Everybody, everybody knows she exists. I'm not trying to, um, I'm not, I'm not, Revealing any, you know, special information. I'm not revealing any private information. Um, so, Mr. Gillums, Tyron Gillums, he is trying to sue the Housewives of Atlanta franchise for using his name and likeness without his permission, even though he has never once been on camera. So, I want to know from you guys: How likely do you think? This lo- this lawsuit is to be successful, right? In order to use someone's likeness, Toby, you know, I'm working. Come on, man. Go upstairs. Um, in order for there to be, um, in order for there, for there to be some type of use, use of your likeness, you need to have been on camera. You've never been filmed You've never been photographed for the show. You've been mentioned by your girlfriend who happens to be on the show. Um, and, he's, and he's saying that they are profiting off of his likeness. So what do you think is the likelihood of him being successful against the Bravo Network and getting a single shilling out of Andy Cohen's pocket? Um, for me, I I think this gentleman is just uh, maybe reaching at straws, or maybe he's got something going on that we don't know about. Apparently, now you ain't heard this from me, I've heard this on the internet. Apparently the gentleman, he was in prison for scamming, and supposedly he came out and started scamming again, and that's probably why he don't want to be on camera or mentioned. But he is now trying to sue Bravo for even mentioning his name. What? Do, okay, I have a hand raised here on Clubhouse. Um, this is Center to Rise. What? What is your opinion? Do you think that uh, Mr. Gillums is going to be successful in his lawsuit against Bravo? I am so sorry. I was trying to catch the person name that you said. So I'm listening, but I couldn't. You didn't. You say, can you say it again? Who's trying to sue Bravo? The, um, Sheree Whitfield's boyfriend, Tyrone Gillums. Oh. Yes, so he's trying to sue them. Even though he has never been on camera, he's trying to sue them for even saying his name. Um, so, what do you think that he has any shot at getting a single penny from Andy Cohen? I mean because I I mean I'm not credentialed like you but I would say no because even when you just said him I'm like who and no shade against Sheree, but you know she wasn't one of the popular ones on the show so Mm -hmm. I don't even know when did she ever mention him uh, unless this is the new season which I'm so behind by the way Mm -hmm. so I would say no (laughs) I, I would say no okay thank you um uh and also and on instagram nessie time said the the lawsuit won't go anywhere she will now lose her guest spot um so i agree with the both of you um miss i'm sorry miss nicole and uh nessie time I don't think this is going anywhere. Yes, they mentioned your name, Mr. Gillums, but nobody knows who you are. You're not a famous person where, you know, mentioning your name would drive, you know, viewership upward. Sheree can barely drive the viewership upward. That's why she was demoted to friend of the show, and uh, um, for a while, she's only just now been, you know, promoted back up to a regular cast member. But Nessie Time mentioned something really important. What I saw in the commentary is that um Sheree's whole storyline has to do with this gentleman tyrone Gillums. but nicole who says that she is behind on it she's she's saying that you know nobody's even watching for Shiree and nobody knows who tyrone is so what are you talking about right in order for there to be um, for them to be profiting off of your name and likeness, your name and likeness have to mean something. Nobody knows who you are sir um, so so I don't think that this is going to be successful. Nessie time and Nicole seem to agree with me um, but again uh, Mr. Tyron Gillums, I don't know if he understood how reality tv works there are a lot of releases that people need to sign and there are just some things that are going to happen like i don't know if you guys remember the very first season of housewives of atlanta um one of the first cast members her name was lisa lisa wu hartwell she has two children by um uh uh, uh what was it johnny gill or somebody like that she has two children by some somebody famous and that that, um, her ex-husband, he had her sign a legal document preventing her from, um, from talking about the children that they have together on the show. He specifically did that, right? Why? Because he is a person who has a platform, people know him, and he doesn't want his children exposed to that. Tyrone Gillums, nobody knows who you are. You just got out of prison. Um, and you know, hanging out with Sheree is probably a step up because that can get you, you know, into some doors that you may not be able to get into by yourself. So I don't think that this uh, lawsuit is going to go anywhere. I think he maybe is just trying to do this for attention. Either that or he's doing something and he don't want nobody to know. But um, if anybody is a regular watcher of Housewives of Atlanta, you uh, you keep an eye out for how many times they mention Tyrone. See if they... see. How, does it, does it affect how you watch the show? Do you care about Tyrone? Let me know, okay? And then, uh, we are moving on to our final story of the evening. Um, if you are a Star Wars fan, please give me some type of star emoji. You guys know that I'm a big nerd. Well, Clubhouse, y'all don't know, but I'm a very, very big nerd. I love sci-fi stuff, right? Um, if you are a Star Wars fan and you're watching, give me a star emoji. If you're a Star Wars fan and you're listening, just give me a quick hand raise on, um, Clubhouse, okay? Um, yes. Uh, now, one of the, there has been a lot of talk in the news these days about NFTs and, you know, crypto. Cryptos and the blockchains and things like that. A lot of people are selling their art um, through NFTs now. I don't. I'm not an expert in NFTs. I can't necessarily tell you exactly what they are. From my understanding, it's basically a certificate certificate of authenticity that proves that you have the one true copy of you know some type of piece of art. Um, And uh, people are making a lot of money on this. And one of the things that people are turning into NFTs is Stormtrooper helmets that have uh, designs on them. Now, um, stormtrooper the Stormtrooper helmet is a protected design. It is uh, owned by uh, the Star Wars franchise and Lucasfilms, um, and they are designed by specific artists. So people basically are taking the... Uh, the the design of the Star Trooper helmet, putting their spin on it, and then selling that as an NFT. And the designers of the, uh, the Stormtrooper helmets, they are saying, uh, what do you think you're doing? We own the we own the rights to these designs. We made the Stormtrooper helmets. You can't take our design, color over it and then go out and sell an NFT on it, okay? So, if you so this is just a quick one if you are into the cryptocurrency world and doing NFTs, be very careful about what you're trying to purchase or sell because copyright laws do still apply. I'm very interested to see how copyright and trademark law are going to intersect with NFTs because this is a very new area of intellectual property. And as I've said many times, um, intellectual property, meaning trademarks, copyrights, and patents, they have not caught up with technology. The intellectual property laws that we have today, they were not meant, uh, you know, we never saw social media coming into play. So there has been a lot of changes that we've had to do. So I'm very interested to see how NFTs are going to either shape or be shaped by uh, copyright and trademark law. Okay. Um, and that was not our last story. I'm sorry. I lied. I got one more story for y'all. Um, if we got any Peloton people, Peloton people, if you're watching, give me a bike emoji. If you're on clubhouse, give me a quick hand raise. If you are a Peloton person, um, give me a bike emoji if you're watching. And if you're listening on Clubhouse, give me a hand raise, okay? Um, So if you didn't know Peloton, which is, you know, the company with the bikes and the videos and things like that, Um, they used to have a partnership with Lululemon and Lululemon would produce clothing for them. Um, they, they, uh, parted ways a couple of years ago and, you know, Peloton, hi, my, hi, Mr. C.O.B. And, uh, they parted a little while ago and Peloton has said that, you know, well, while we may not be in business with Lululemon anymore, we still want to make athletic apparel. Um, So Peloton started making their own athletic gear, you know, like sports bras and leggings and things like that. And Lululemon started sending them threatening letters saying, if you don't stop making these um, athletic clothes, we're going to sue you for um, trade dress infringement and uh, patent infringement. Lululemon was saying that uh, Peloton copied their patents and trade dress design for certain straps for the sports bras and straps for their leggings. Um, so Peloton, they were basically fed up with Lululemon threatening to sue them and they sued Lululemon. They are suing for a declaratory judgment. What is a declaratory judgment? A declaratory judgment is when you ask the judge to say um, whether what you're doing is right or wrong. So if somebody keeps saying, "Well, you, um, you know," like Lululemon is saying, "You can't do this before because you're violating our patents and our trade dress." Peloton is suing and going to the judge and say, "Can you please tell Lululemon that we are not violating anything?" So they are suing Lululemon for a declaratory judgment. Now, um, I posted a photo of one of the sports bras that is in question. If you're watching on Facebook or Instagram, you can go um, see the picture Uh, I put um, the, the, I put on there for the show tonight. Um, and let me know what you think. Do you think that this particular style of sports bra, is this a very unique style? Is it something that you have seen before? Or is it a unique style that Lululemon has every right to be proprietary over? Personally, I've seen bras, sports bras that look like this before. I don't think it's anything special, but, you know, maybe there is. Maybe there's something in the stitching. Maybe there's something in the material. But at first glance, I would like to know your opinions. Do you think, hey, business besties, do you think that the the sports bra in question that Lululemon is complaining about, do you think that it is um, too close Or or do you think that it is a design that is sufficiently unique that it deserves uh, protection? Nessie Times said, I've seen similar sports bras like that. Me too. But, you know, maybe it has something to do with the stitching, like I said, or how how it's put together. I don't know. I'm not working at uh, Lululemon. Um, But yeah, so we will have to wait and see what the judge has to say about Lululemon and Peloton. All right. Um, those were, those were the stories that I had for you tonight. Um, I want to thank you guys for, uh, hanging out with me, uh, especially you guys on Clubhouse. It's a little hard. Uh, I'm, I'm still getting used to to moderating on Clubhouse, I want to thank all my people on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook who hang out with me. Um, I will be broadcasting Tuesday and Wednesday on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram only. I only do Clubhouse on Mondays, so if you like what you heard tonight, make sure that you're following me on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube so that you can watch the show live. Um, I'll be here tomorrow night at 8 o'clock with more stories. If you find anything that you want me to talk about, please, please, please send it my way. And if you are in need of legal guidance in terms of making your business legitimate, getting your, you know, articles of incorporation, getting your permits, making sure you have contracts, um, you know, working with partners, especially you guys who are doing crafting in this season and you're going to be having a lot of orders coming in, I want to help you get your house in order so that you don't have to worry about, you know, having to explain to customers what your policies are are after the fact. Okay. So make sure you go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and connect with me. Um, I can't wait to hear from you guys and I will see you tomorrow night. Bye.